It's Friday, October 13th, 2023. This is the Worthy AC Podcast. I'm Chip Stewart. And with uh, recent developments in the world, I have felt an urgent need to address something that I, I was going to do later as I worked through the Sermon on the Mount. But I do believe this situation warrants me moving ahead and addressing this one issue and that it is that of loving our enemies. Every time we turn around, the world system is telling us to hate this group or that group, seek its destruction, pick one group over another. And I want to ask you, is that what God wants his children to do? Is this the attitude that our Lord blesses us for having? Or does he say something completely different? I am, I am very concerned about how we react to what we're being told by the world system and how we live in our lives. Because we, we brothers and sisters, are ambassadors of Christ. We're pilgrims here on this world. And we are salt and light. And if we are not following our Lord's commands, are we truly being his light in the world? Or are we compromising our witness for him in this life? Because we, brothers and sisters, have the word of life to take to the people of this dying world. These people who are who are our enemies, who we are told are our enemies, are probably for the most part lost. And who is going to take them the word? To save them from eternal destruction. You know, we are told not to fear those who can kill the body, but not the soul. We're told to fear God, who can kill both body and cast and soul, and cast our soul into hell, into eternal, into eternal lake of fire. That is who we fear. And if it's not us taking the word of life to these people, then who is? Jesus Christ came in the world to save sinners and to reconcile us with him. We were his enemies, and yet he still died for us. What is our responsibility toward our enemies? So bear with me. I'm going to read through Proverbs 1 and 2, because I think we need wisdom during this time, and that's exactly what these two Proverbs talk about. Then, I, then I'll continue into Matthew and the Sermon on the Mount. Proverbs 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive, receive instruction and in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, 
the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instruction. Forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. That's exactly what we are seeing from the world system, sinners enticing us. If sinners entice you, brothers and sisters, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie in wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without reason. Like Sheol, let us swallow them alive and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all precious goods. We shall fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot among us. We will all have one purse. My son... Do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths, for their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. For in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird, but these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who is grieved for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. Wisdom. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the market, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gate, she speaks. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you because I have called and you refuse to listen. Have stretched out my hand and no one is heeded because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you, when terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. Then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, would have none of my counsel and despised all my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. For the simple are killed by their running away, correction, by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster." My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Brothers and sisters, this is what we should be doing right now. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men, of perverted speech, who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God, for her house sinks down to death and her paths to the departed. 
None who go to her come back, nor do they regain the paths of life. So you will walk in the way of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous. For the upright will inhabit the land and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked, the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. So brothers and sisters, let us walk on the paths of righteousness in this life. Let us listen to the Lord. Let us listen to his wisdom. And in this case, when it comes to how do we deal with our enemies? The question is, will we listen? Let's start back in the Old Testament. Very basic concept when you sum up the law of the Old Testament. It's summed up as love God and love your neighbor. And you'll find love your neighbor in Leviticus chapter 19, verses 17 and 18. You shall not hate your brother in your heart, but you shall reason frankly with your neighbor, lest you incur sin because of him. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Clearly, this is a commandment of the Lord to love your neighbor as yourself. Now let's turn to Matthew in the New Testament, starting in uh, chapter 5 with verse 21. And here, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount says, You have heard that it was said of those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says, You fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. So right now, are we angry? Are we, feel, are we being driven to anger against people we, we don't even know? You can consider them our neighbor. They're our neighbors on this earth. They're, they're fellow human beings. Are we being driven to anger against them? For, for what reason? Are we insulting them? Are we being driven? Are we being encouraged to insult them? And then continue on in Matthew 5 uh, to verse 38. Jesus continues, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I think this is very relevant right now. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give the one who begs from you and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. And then now in verse 43, it starts talking about loving your enemies. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. We'll talk about that in, the, in a moment. Actually, we're going to talk about right here. You know, talking about the heavenly Father is perfect. Well, we're being asked by him to love our enemies. Well, did he not first love his enemies? Turn to Romans chapter 5, starting in verse 6. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. 
For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. Here's the key statement here. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. So his son went to such length that he died for his enemies. He died at the hand of his enemies. Now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life? More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. So now we are at peace with God because of what Christ did on the cross. He brings peace. And that's something else that we need to to be that he mentions in the Beatitudes in the Sermon on the Mount. We should be peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers. Is the conduct of what we are doing right now or what we are being told to do, are we causing strife or are we bringing peace to the situation? Let's continue on Romans 12, talking about where we're commanded to bless those who persecute us, bless and do not curse them. So starting, uh, verse, uh, sorry, chapter 12, starting verse 14, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your, in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but get, give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink, for by so doing you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is not the way of the world system, brothers and sisters. This is the way of God. This is the way of Christ who died for us, who is our Lord, who is our Savior. We are to be like our master. We are to be like our teacher. We are to be like God. Part of our responsibility, I'm going to jump back to Matthew 5, starting verse 13. This is what we are in this world. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how, sh- how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We need to make sure that we are shining the light of Christ. And if we are not obeying his commands and acting like he wants us to act, that light is diminished. In some cases, it may be doused. It may be put out, perhaps temporarily. We are the light in this world. We are his light. And what we do is to his glory. So we need to make sure we understand how we react in these situations where we're told to be hating other people. We're told to, to seek their destruction. I, I heard one example of, of a pastor calling for the destruction of the Dome on the Rock and the Al-Aqsa Mosque so that 
the Jewish people can build the third temple and Jesus Christ can come back. Now, I won't argue the fact that, you know, those things are an affront to God, but is it our responsibility to call for its destruction? Is that all these scriptures that I've just read are instructions from our Lord? Is that appropriate? And I would argue absolutely not. God is in charge. Vengeance is his. He will take care of that situation. God is in charge. Vengeance is his. He will take care of that situation. What is our responsibility? To be light. To be hope. We carry the word of life to people. And if we're saying things like that, why would they listen to us? Granted, some people won't listen, ever. But this is not the way. This is not the way that Christ has told us to walk. We need to walk in His wisdom. We need to carry His light. Don't listen to these people in the world who are telling you to hate We're screaming for the destruction of other people. That is not what we are about, brothers and sisters. We are about our Lord Jesus Christ and the life that he brings. Pray to God that you remember that. Pray over this. Pray that he gives you the way to react in the situations that you're going to be faced with when you're you're told to take sides. We take one side. That's of our God. Period. We need to remember that. I'm not saying it's easy. I know I'm going to be faced with those challenges myself. But we need to remember this. We need to let God work through us to His glory. May God forgive us for those times when we have hated others. Let us repent of those times. Let us love our enemies. Let us love our neighbors. And that love is taking them the gospel, the gospel of life, the good news that Jesus Christ has come and died for them. While we were still enemies, he died for us. And that's a message that we take to our enemies. May God bless you. May he shed his grace upon you. May he turn his face toward you. And may he be your ever-present help during this time. In the name of his son, Jesus Christ, amen.